Brewers Weekly rolls on here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley, 414-799-1620, 414-799-1620. It's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can also tweet into the program if you'd like, at Matt Pauley on air. Let's bring in, it is uh, the Hunt for Brew October, sponsored by West Bend, the Silver Lining, as we do bring in Brewers radio broadcaster Lane Grendel. And Lane, I'm going to kind of open up the curtain a little bit we got a we have a very deep conversation to have here yes yesterday during the game i went into the cafeteria area to get some lemonade and i caught you and kent sommerfeld going into the kitchen area like back in the back and i think you were getting some food that was maybe off limits to us normal people (laughs) what what was going on there well we keep some contraband back there (laughs) twizzlers um you know, M&M's are popular back there. Um, and then, you know, sometimes there's surprises back there. Yesterday there was some Starburst back there because it's usually the stuff that's put out on the table, but that stuff gets put away, you know, fourth, fifth inning, whenever it is. And, um, you know, we have a map that shows us where the treasure is, and we follow it in there when we need to late in the inning. All right. We, we, just, we just let the world know. So when... When you and Jeff are doing the broadcast, you can just go to town on Starburst. That's really my my primary role is to eat a lot uh, during those home games, and so I I've done a good job. I've had a solid season in that regard this year. Now the Brewers have the second best record in the National League. Would you put yourself at that level in terms of your eating of snacks this year? I'd say I'm I'm high on that list. Yeah. Um, I have a thing, uh, with Cedar Crest. I, I mean, it's not a thing with Cedar Crest ice cream, but it's, it's a, a little bit of a superstition, if you will, in the booth between Kent Sommerfeld and myself, where, um, if the Brewers are behind late in the game, we open up the cooler of Cedar Crest ice cream and we call it rally ice cream. And I will have a bowl of ice cream in the eighth inning or whatever it may be. And, I'm not saying the ice cream has any kind of magical power, but it seems like when we go to the ice cream, the brewers usually find some way to mount a comeback. And so, um, that, that's, that's a big part of the night, typically, uh, if the, if the crew's in a tight contest or tied late or if they're behind late. Um, so that, that gets consumed occasionally. Um, and then, um, you know, you sit back there and you're doing some other work and you're watching the game and you're, you're doing maybe some prep, uh, where you're looking ahead to the next road trip that you're on. And so sometimes you like some snacks to keep you company. So I would say I've been very consistent uh, over the course of the season. That would be, I think, the best way to break that down. Brewers radio broadcaster and uh, eater extraordinaire Lane Grindle continuing to join us here on Brewers Weekly. The ice cream notwithstanding, isn't it remarkable, even if they don't finish the comeback? You know, like yesterday they made noise in the ninth inning. I, I have a hard time remembering a game where it's close, where it's within two, three, four runs, where the Brewers don't make some sort of noise in the ninth, don't get runners on. It really is remarkable how often they're able to do that. Yeah, and I think, honestly, Matt, I think that's going to be the norm over the course of these last 22 games um, and then hopefully over the course of the postseason as well for this team. Uh, Maybe a little bit different in the postseason because the rosters will go back down. But uh, I think with these expanded rosters and the moves the Brewers have made, it really gives Craig Council so many different options off the bench late in games to play matchup with some of these opposing managers. And it, I think it, it can drive an opposing manager crazy a little bit. I, 
I don't know that Joe Madden on Monday knew exactly what he wanted to do or how he wanted to do things because he knew guys like Travis Shaw and Mike Moustakis and Curtis Granderson were sitting on the Brewers bench. And so when do you go to the right-hander? Do you have to have a left-hander up behind him? It's really, I, I think it's a little bit challenging for opposing managers against this Brewers lineup right now. So as long as the Brewers are within striking distance late, I think they believe that they're going to find a way to pull it out. And I, I think that's been something we've seen just here in this last week since rosters have expanded over the weekend, how dangerous the Brewers are going to be late in games because of all the different options that Craig Council has right now. We knew that those guys that would get called up would make a big impact in September because they're guys who have been up and down during the course of the year. It's part of the organizational depth that's really good. And most of those, not most, but many of those guys on the AAA roster had had been up and down through the year. But then for them to go add a a Curtis Granderson and make those moves, it it just created even more depth. It's amazing how, I keep saying the word depth, but it really is amazing how much there is of it on that 40-man roster. Yeah, and we talked about it, Matt, all season long about the depth of this team, not just position player wise, but, you know, having a guy that hit 30 home runs stashed in AAA this year, having a 2020 guy stashed in AAA for a good chunk of the year in Domingo Santana and Keon Broxton, respectfully. But also, you, you have uh, a lot of different arms that have had a big impact on this year. We saw Brandon Woodruff come up and make a huge impact, obviously, on Sunday at Nationals Park against, against the Nats in that win for the crew. But uh, all of that being said, we've talked about the depth all year long, and it certainly helped the Brewers get to this point. But now this is, this is the month where I think you really see it come to fruition, again, because of expanded rosters. Expanded rosters maybe aren't everybody's friend, but I think with the roster and the 40-man roster specifically that David Stearns and company have put together, this is where it can really be a big benefit for the Brewers. And they're also, by the way, not playing as many games as some of these other teams are down the stretch. And so... Uh, I, I think those are things that the Brewers really have going for them right now. I was surprised Christian Yelich got a day off. You always want Christian Yelich in the lineup. I get that. But he got a day off, and Craig Council's not just giving him a day off willy-nilly when he's walking into the ballpark and he's at 100% and he's ready to go. There's always a reason behind those decisions, despite the fact that it was a valid reason, not that we have to be given that reason. Uh, it was a valid reason. There was such a blowback. Were you at all surprised by the reaction yesterday, maybe more so on social media than anywhere else, when Christian Yelich wasn't in the lineup? I would say I'm never surprised at what goes on on social media. You know, um, I, I'm never surprised by that because um, social media, that's just the, the, the name of the game these days with social media. Everybody has a voice and everybody can react to, to everything. But I, I think when, when I looked at that situation, he, look, he played in 42 straight games. He's playing at an incredible clip. And I, it's, it was probably time to give him one of those days off at some point here over these next few days. Um, and and to, to time it up where you can have back-to-back days, I think is extra beneficial. This is a guy that the Brewers are going to ride to the playoffs. I mean, this is, this is if not the guy, he's one of the two or three guys, along with Lorenzo Cain and Jesus Aguilar. And I think you throw Travis Shaw in that mix, and Ryan Braun has been certainly much better over the second half. But Christian Yelich is the guy that's really making this thing go right now, along with Lorenzo Cain. So uh, I was fine with giving him a night off. Uh, I, I know Christian believes you play every day. Um, that's That's something that he told me on our pregame show last week in Cincinnati. Um, he's a big believer in being in the lineup every day, competing every day, 
and especially at this time of year. So uh, my guess is if he if he felt good to go, he wanted to be out there. And and he's probably one of those guys. Sometimes you got to say, "Hey, Christian, you need to take a day because it's going to make you better in the long run. It's going to make us better down the stretch." And, and you're going to be in there every day from this point forward. I, I bet you he doesn't have any more days off the rest of the way at this juncture. And um, I think, look, he, he gets in there last night and immediately impacts the game with a base hit and makes things, inter- makes things interesting in the ninth inning. Um, I, I, that's the, the tough part, I think, of managing a roster and managing these players that is a lot easier to second-guess when you're in the stands or when you're – you're watching the game or listening to the game, and, and, and you maybe don't understand all the intricacies of keeping guys fresh and keeping guys healthy and getting the most out of guys. And those are things that Craig Council has been very, very good at over the course of his career. Last question for Lane Grindle. One of the good things about social media is we get candid pictures of Lane and his family playing kickball in the backyard. You can see that right now at Lane Grindle on Twitter. Lane, when you're playing kickball against the kids, like what percent are you going at? Are you at a hundred percent, fifty percent? Does it depend like on does it depend on which kids, you know, rolling the ball do you take take me through your uh, your strategy? I show no mercy. I'm very competitive. My wife's very competitive too, and so um it, it has also come through in our kids, so it gets pretty competitive. We were playing a, kind of a friendly, harmless game of kickball, and it got pretty competitive uh, tonight. I'm not going to lie. It was fun. We had a blast. When you have as many humans living under one roof as we do, um, you can you can do some of those types of things, like field a, a three-on-three kickball game. But uh, it, it was a good time. Uh, I lost – I think – I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say this since I'm doing the interview. I'm pretty sure my team was ahead when we stopped for dinner um, so I'm proud of that. Um, my wife, not so proud of that, but, um, it was a competitive game and it was a back and forth game, but we, we pulled it out in the end. Lane, great stuff. We're going to do this. Uh, people should know we're going to have a, a conversation with you every single week on Brewers Weekly till the end of the season. And hopefully we are talking, uh, deep into what we are calling Brew October. Uh, appreciate the time as always. We'll see you at the ballpark tomorrow. You bet. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it, man.